And talking National Deaf Awareness Month now. So Deaf Awareness Month seeks to promote cognizance of the rights of deaf people in South Africa by educating the public about hearing loss, deafness, deaf culture and sign language. The aim is to make sure that hearing people understand deafness and the culture of the deaf community to endorse and uphold their rights. South Africa has a well-established deaf, uh, deaf community with more than 4 million deaf or hard of hearing. Our next guest started a foundation with a focus on fighting for equality and empowerment for deaf people. Tsepiso Mukwena joins us, who is executive director of the Tsepiso Mukwena <coughs> Foundation South Africa. Our family member here on SFM, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, this is, I'm so emotional right now, and I guess for oh. obvious reasons, you know why. And I just, you know, just to start with what you said, what um, the song that you started with, mm. Tracy Chapman's song, it is a struggle song. And it's, you know, it was more like a segue for this conversation and the Charlie Put song as well that you just played. It goes to show that, you know, certain songs can touch many lives and make a difference and also send a message. Mm. So thank you much for this opportunity. I really appreciate. Oh, we appreciate you and the work that you do. I think we've always said on the show, so we really are looking forward to this chat. Where, <laughs> where does it come uh, from, this passion for you to want to fight for equality and empowerment of the deaf people? Um, you and I can talk the whole day, but mm. I know that we don't talk the whole day. I can just say that this um, passion, uh, the vision, and the fight I would say fight deliberately so, came from um, my family. I'm a child of a deaf adult. Uh, we are called coders. Okay. And my uncle too, Dumani Mugwena, was one of the prominent leaders, not only in South Africa, but in Africa as well, fighting for the rights of deaf people. Even during the apartheid era, he was one of those um, leaders who partnered, like, for instance, political parties such as Azapo, then um, fighting for the rights of deaf people in Swaziland, in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, and Lesotho. So that's where my passion, my vision started when I was working alongside my uncle. My parents were not really active in, you know, um, advocating work, Mm. like advocating work. But then my uncle was the one who was always, you know, leading the movement and leading the plight of deaf people in Africa. So that's where it started when I was eight years old, not even interpreting for him at that time because I was not a qualified sign language interpreter or a trained sign language interpreter, but mediating, you know, communication amongst the people that he'll be meeting with. Like he he met, um, if I'm allowed to say this, Mm. like for instance, you go to Anglo-American then during the apartheid era in Commissioner Street, not, not Commissioner Street per se, but then in Johannesburg, the head offices were not far from them. Yeah. Magistrate court. So he'd go there and I'll go with him, uh, you know, in the boardrooms, interpret for him, you know, sourcing funding to um, allocate that funding for the programs, economic uh, programs for deaf people and specifically deaf women in South Africa. So what does your foundation do then to amplify the voices of the deaf? The, our foundation, you know, when we launched our foundation in 2008, it was all about 
fighting for equality, for access, and we're still fighting for that to date. As you know, the South African Sign Language is not one of the official languages, even though there was you know, a proclamation made in 2017 at Parliament that South African Sign Language will be endorsed. Hence, now the curriculum was launched by um, the current Minister of Basic Education. Um, our work is mainly about ensuring that deaf people are recognized to start with because I know there's still, you know, this discussion about whether deafness is a disability. It's not a disability. Mm. Deafness, it's, it's like being deaf, You, it's the only thing that you can do is you can't hear, but we have the culture, we have the heritage and our traditions in our community that we celebrate, hence Deaf Awareness Month. So the, our work, it's mainly about ensuring that deaf people are being given the opportunity and the platform to participate in the, like for instance, the Deaf Economic Emancipation Program um, that we launched, we launched in 2014. It was mainly about empowering deaf women to you know, to start being exposed and also being trained mm. in interpersonal and entrepreneurship um, skills, and fortunately, then when we launched it, CEDA came on board and they funded most of the programs that we did from 2013 to 2017. And we also um, launched the Deaf Girls Code where we partnered with iSchool Africa and we um, trained 15 deaf girls in Hamanskra School for the Deaf. And they were the first deaf girls in South Africa to be trained in coding. So, you know, it's just to, our work is about not, I'm always saying that, okay, um, deaf people belong in the disability world. We work in isolation. We just want to change the norm, disrupt the norm, and ensure that, you know, deaf people of South Africa are also recognized in the mainstream world. So Mm. it's all about that, nothing else. Absolutely, deafness is not a disability. And not to dilute the topic, but if it was, then it would mean my teenagers are deaf especially when you ask them to wash the dishes. And I know they're not, uh, but again, not to dilute the topic. So what should we be doing uh, during National Deaf Awareness Month? What what should South Africans uh, do to support this community? You know, it's all about empathy. Um, It's all about empathy and empathy in a sense that you understanding me as a child of a deaf adult, understanding my parents when they ask for access, that is not a favor, making sure that deaf people in South Africa are recognized, their human rights as well is recognized. So I think the government of South Africa now, it's high time that they should recognize South African sign language to become one of the official languages in our country, because if that is a case, if that can happen, it means the quality of education as well, which is one of the big programs that we run in our foundation, yeah. quality of education in deaf schools will improve. Few schools in South Africa, deaf schools, the quality of education is not really on par you know, with the hearing counterparts. And we're not blaming the deaf schools, but then we're blaming the system. So we need the political will, the education system, has to look at sign language and deaf education with a different eye and a different mindset. Because if that can happen, it means that deaf children from 
primary school, they will aspire to go to university because yeah. university will be accessible, yeah. would not have to struggle to fight for access for a sign language interpreter, for instance, for a student who's doing a BA degree in law or maybe in social work. You know, and also even fighting for that access to make sure that it's quality access. Having a sign language interpreter standing up there, it, it doesn't, you know, the most important thing is to make sure that when we say access, we also elevate it to the level of the provision that has been provided, the provision that has been given by a sign language interpreter to ensure that the access is on par and it's equal to everyone. Absolutely. You had a seminar on the 18th of September talking uh, multilingual experiences and family wellness. But uh, you've got another one on 2nd October, which people can be a part of because that one has has passed. Uh, So this one will be uh, with CODA counsellor Sheila Jacobs and visual artist Nancy Rourke. How do we get in touch with, with that? How do we connect with that seminar? Um, you can check our social media a platform like at TMFSA. I have pinned it. You can register for it. And Tebisam um, Kona Foundation page or Kodasa, C-O-D-A-S-A, on Facebook, where you will be able to access um, the seminar. And those two um, uh, presenters or trainers, per se, as one of them, that, both of them are based in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, they will all talk about, you know, right now, our main focus at Sibisum Kona Foundation is about healing and journey with your trauma, you know, and mental health. So that's what we're focusing on. So those two um, presenters, they did a sterling work with our first um, seminar. It's on YouTube. So on YouTube, you can just go into In Conversation with Sheila Jacobs and Nancy Roque, you'll be able to access the first session. And the second session, it's mainly about, you know, recapping to what happened in the first session and um, give, because we've gave people an activity, the the participants who participated in that program, in the first seminar, we gave them an activity like, for instance, um, to write um, a short journal about your journey. And also, if perhaps maybe you relate to art, to write about your inner voice, your inner self, what's happening inside you, mm. and to project that into art or a journal or even a picture of a loved one. And then on the October 2nd, all the participants will have breakaway sessions where they'll be sharing, you know, briefly their journey. We know that we cannot, you know, make a difference in a two-day, in a two-part yes sessions but then we have to start somewhere absolutely so, it, it must continue on beyond september uh, we need indeed. to always be highlighting these issues thank you so much Tepi. so we are out of time we appreciate you okay. again thank you so much for the opportunity our pleasure Tepi Mukwena, executive director of the Tepi Mukwena foundation south africa at TMFSA on uh, twitter also she says that we must go and look for uh, on facebook Cordesa. that is uh, c O-D-A-S-A.